Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. It's always weird when we do it on a, on a Zoom call because there's always a little delay, so I just kind of gave up on the uh, having having our guests do the business bros at the same time. Yeah, that doesn't work so well. But you and I being in the same room, we can do it. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. All right, but Chris, hey, if you want to give us a business bro on your own, yeah, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> no worries, no worries. It's fine. My bad. You kind of cut out for a little bit. Oh no. Okay, see, that's why we can't do it all the time. So, uh, before we get started, before we talk to Chris, uh, I just want to remind everybody: three hundred and sixty-five pairs of shoes by the end of the year. That's what we're shooting for. Uh, so, if you guys had any shoes, unless you're in San Antonio, that probably won't fly. Um, I don't know if, if Chris will take over uh, any of donations there, but if you're in San Diego, uh, hit up James six one nine eight eight four zero zero four five or James at csfirst.com. He'll hop on his Harley right over there, pick up those shoes, uh, and again, 365 by the end of the year. We are accepting gently used shoes, new shoes, cash donations. All those work very well. As you can see behind me, if you're on Instagram, you can see behind me, and if you're on Facebook, you can kind of see a pair behind me. But we're collecting those, and we're getting closer every day to our goal. So thank you very much to those who have already contributed um, and those who will be contributing. We appreciate it very, very much. For sure. Hey, before we jump into the next thing, uh, I've got one more thing that I want to ask of our audience. I have a, a friend of a friend. She is a 24, 25-ish-year-old girl. Uh, there's two girls. They are hiking the... Uh, Pacific Crest Trail, I think that's what it's called. Uh, anyway, they've been hiking for like 133 miles now through all Holy kinds of rough Lord. terrain, uh, and they are winding up here in San Diego. Well, they both are. One is taking a flight out for about a week, and then uh, they're going to finish up their run here on the uh, Pacific Crest Trail. But while the one is gone... Um, I think she's going to Tennessee. Uh, the other needs a place to stay. I offered, you know, my little spot, but it's a teeny tiny studio and it'd be, you know, really, really cramped. If nothing else, she's going to take that. But if anybody actually has a bed where uh, this person can stay for, you know, five or six days, that'd be awesome. Just throwing it out there. No, uh, you know, shoot me, a, uh, shoot me a quick email, james at csfirst.com, text 619-884-0045 if you can help this young girl out. Cool. All right. Ready for the intro? Yeah. I am ready. All right. Well, here we go again. Thank you, everybody, all you uh, business bros, loyals out there listening today. We really appreciate all of you. Got an exciting show for you today. We have Mr. Chris Castillo, a Berkshire Hathaway agent from all the way out in San Antonio. Chris, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. 
All right, brother. I want to know, as I ask every single Actually, agent that gets on the show. Sorry, sorry. Just to jump in there, I just barely saw him on Zoom finally. You have great hair, man. <laughs> I just want to say that. Yeah, my, it takes some effort. But. Yeah, my, yeah, he's just saying that because I don't have any. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I have plenty. All right. <laughs> so I ask this of all the agents, um, what, what brought you to the industry of real estate? It's not the easiest thing to get into. So uh, tell me a little bit about your background. What got you here? So my background, it is, I got into sales. Uh, I kind of got into sales by accident with uh, AT&T because um, – I was actually living in Pensacola, Florida for pretty much all of 2018. And I just fell in love with sales. I just fell in love with the process of communicating with the, the people and being able to help them, you know, with their needs and such. And I, I found my niche in it. So I figured what, uh, what's the next challenge and what can I do to kind of be my own boss and be more in control of, of how I live my life, which led me to real estate. Um, yeah, it is difficult, but I'm willing to make it work if it means that I can live life more on my terms, you know, oh, absolutely. Um, you know, whenever you're starting a business, you, that's kind of a double-edged sword, you know, you're your own boss. So you don't necessarily have to, you know, answer to anyone. But with that being said, you know, you have to push yourself and you have to be your own, you know, go-getter and your own goal setter in order to, uh, to make it work, you know, to, to make an income in other words. You oh, know? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. So why'd you leave one sales gig, move to the other? What was the difference between AT and T? Because you're not the first person I heard leave AT and T and go into real estate. So tell yeah. me a little bit about that journey. So you know, whenever I first got into into sales with AT and T, uh, I knew nothing about it. Um, I knew nothing about sales. I worked in retail for H E B, which is a big grocery chain here in Texas before moving out there. You know, so I basically took the first job I can get, which was like I said, AT and T. So. Um, I knew nothing about it, but, uh, I caught on quickly and, um, I, I quickly found out that, yeah, it was great selling products and it was great, you know, um, meeting people and getting out there, but you know, the top guys above you, they want you to do more and more and more and more. And it's just like, it was, it would never be good enough. In other words, um, at one point I was, number seven out of 8,000 reps in the entire, in the entire Gulf state region, you know, and it just, even that, you know, they still, they still, you know, when you're a top producer, they put the whole team on your back, you know? So for the people who weren't doing so great in the store, who weren't meeting their quotas, they would kind of put that on you, make that your responsibility to make up for it. And, um, you know, like I said, the money was great, but at the same time, it's like, you were just getting burned out. And I mean, I didn't want them telling me when I could and could not take vacations and so on and so forth. So hmm. that's another reason why it's just, um, you're always going to be answering to someone and I didn't want to answer to anyone else, but myself and my clients, you know, like I said, that's, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. So you could have gotten into a number of things. Why did you decide to go into real estate? <sighs> because I love real estate, to be honest with you. I've always liked it. And I've at one point I wanted to go into it whenever, um, before I was went into college, but me being a younger person at that time, I didn't have the confidence to do that. Um, so I went through the whole college thing. I got my bachelor's degree. I went to work for HB and so on and so forth. Um, and I just think that it's, it's more meaningful whenever you're selling a product that is not necessarily, um, something that depreciates in value. It appreciates in value, 
you know, and you're not necessarily selling a home, you're selling them, you're selling them memories. In other words, you're selling them, you know, them raising their child in that home, you're selling them, you know, them growing up and building a family and building a foundation and, and planting their roots here in San Antonio. And um, not only that, but it's very rewarding to see someone um, buy, you know, real estate, knowing that they they worked for it knowing that it's theirs to keep and to own for as long as they want and um and not only that but i mean they're creating equity for themselves so they're setting their future up you know yeah so it's, it's, sure. it's, it's something a lot more long term than just selling a product like cell phones or you know internet you know or um, whatever quick commodity yeah exactly yeah, no. 100 percent, dude 100 percent. so let me let me ask you a little bit about uh your experience so far you've mentioned that you were newer in the in the real estate game what's your experience so far why why did you decide berkshire hathaway for example so with berkshire hathaway um i had interviewed multiple brokerages beforehand and i quickly realized that either the bigger companies such as you know kw and uh remax stuff like that you're either treated like a number there because the office is so big mm-hmm. or it seems like you had to throw a lot of money at them to go through their training program and um, use their facilities to, to build your, your business with Berkshire Hathaway. Whenever I walked into that office, I immediately felt like I was so welcome and a part of their family. Um, and it's just, it has been such a better experience right from the initial interview up to now. Um, you know, not only did, did they offer training for free, but uh, you have a whole team at your disposal that is willing to help you and coach you one-on-one whenever you need it, you know, and they're just such a, it's just such a family oriented environment. You just felt welcome and you didn't want to go anywhere else. I mean, like I said, upon, after the first interview, I was sold. I said, wow, this, this is where I need to be. You know, this is, these are the people that are really, really do want me to succeed and they're not going to treat me just as another agent, you know? All right, so far you're passing the test. You didn't say anything about commission splits. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. All right, cool, man. So, all right, you decided to go with Berkshire Hathaway. Um, what's what's it been like for a new agent? What stuff has you have you come across that you just picked up right away? What stuff have you struggled with? So, uh, well, biggest thing I've struggled with is just the fact that when you're first getting into the business, I mean, no one knows who you are. I mean, you have, yeah, they give you business cards. You know, they give you um, – magnets put on your car to advertise your business but at the same time you have to go out there like business isn't going to come to you and i think that's where a lot of new real estate agents go wrong is that they think oh i got my license okay great you know i I can't wait till people start ringing me on my phone that's not how it works Um, (laughs) you definitely have to you definitely have to put yourself out there and you have to market yourself and what i mean by that is um you know contact family members contact past coworkers and uh, you can do and market yourself throughout your neighborhood even um, you know don't necessarily solicit but uh, I would just go knock on your door say hey this is what I did at least for instance I went on out of my neighborhood I knocked on my door and I said hey you know I'm your neighbor my name is Chris Castillo um, I'm a newly established real estate agent and I'm working my butt off to try and and get my business off the ground and they respect that you know they they um, because for one, you know, you're not a stranger, you're not an outsider, you're their neighbor. So they're a little bit more welcoming to what you trying to say to them. And, um, and that's, that's kind of worked for me. I mean, I've gotten leads through that 
and you know i'm starting to get get clientele from references just in my neighborhood and um as far as family members go um a big thing you can do to um to kind of just provide a, a service to them without really um soliciting you know buying or selling their home is you can do a, a cma report which is a competitive market analysis on the home that they already have you know so um that way you at least establish uh a, a communication relationship between them when it comes to your business. Um, so that's, that's the biggest thing that, that I've picked up. Um, another thing is uh, there's not a lot of loyalty in this business. For instance, there are plenty of people who will seem interested and there are plenty of people who will, will keep in contact with you, but um, they'll drop you whenever they want pretty much and you can i mean you can wine them and dine them and you can show them all these properties and you can just do all the legwork for them to drop you as as their agent to go with another person and close on a on a house that you showed them you know so it's it's very um it's very, very cutthroat yeah exactly exactly <laughs> i mean just so many there's so many agents here in san antonio um and everyone's getting into the business right now the market's hot here the economy's great um, so everyone wants to have their hand in this industry, which makes it even more tough. So, you know, you got to be the one that's willing to establish more relationships in your community. And it's in this business, it's also about speed. It's just also about speed. You got to, if, if, if a client walks into uh, your open house and they want to make an offer, I mean, you got to have your laptop ready to write up a contract and submit it to, to the hmm. selling agent. You know, yeah, you got the right mentality there. So let me ask you a little bit about your day. What does your day look like on a regular basis right now? I mean, you're new in the business. So, assuming it's pretty full. What time do you wake up? What do you do? Walk yeah. me through a typical day. Typical day. I get up at around five in the morning. Um, I'll, you know, get up, I'll chug my water. I'll go to the gym. Um, from the time uh, I'm at the gym till the drive home, I am basically constantly checking my emails, constantly emailing people back while I'm at the gym. Um, trying to follow up with all the leads that I have. Not only that, but I'm also um, trying to go to certain events that are in San Antonio, looking at certain events uh, to see what exactly is going on. So after that, um, I'm probably home by then. You know, I'll get up, I'll shower, I'll get ready, I'll get dressed. I'll go to the office. And uh, if most, nine times out of 10, at least once a day, there's some sort of training seminar that they're having there at an office. So I'll attend that. For a couple of hours probably from from 10 to noon uh, i'll eat lunch by now it's probably like one o'clock um at this point i'm calling up different people that i've met through um through friends coworkers, references uh, i'll always text them ask them what's going on and just uh just establishing a consistent basis of communication with these people um and then after that you know i'll i'll get on the internet and i'll look at what's going on in the market what's going on in the real estate market what is something of value that I can share on my social media sites so that they can see it? Um, if there are open houses that are in a certain area that I know a potential client was looking for, you know, I'll send it to them. I'll share it to them and, um, you know, basically go from there. Um, towards the end of the day, uh, when I'm winding down, uh, what I like to do is, you know, I like to have a little bit of me time, so I'll kind of just unwind a bit by, you know, checking social media, like my personal social media, um, because you can definitely get some information off that as well. 
you know, you can definitely see, you know, if people are looking to move from Houston to San Antonio, um, so on and so forth, you can definitely put your two cents in. Um, but uh, that's basically like my day in a nutshell is just getting out there and obtaining as much knowledge as I can while trying to reach out to more people. All right. Yeah. So, um, so I'm going to ask you a little bit of a personal question. Yeah. Uh, how's it been for you so far? Statistically, how have you been doing? So financial wise, it's not the best right now. Reason being is because like I said, it's, it's a new, I'm a new agent and I've really been trying to make ends meet through rental properties right now. Um, I have yet to sell a home. I have yet to get a buyer client into a home. Um, so the biggest thing that's hot right now for me at least is, is rentals. Rentals, you don't make nearly as much. I mean, we're talking two, 300 bucks a pop on a residential lease. If you get them into an apartment lease of 12 months or more, nine times out of 10, they're going to pay 100% of the first month's rent to you as their commission. Um, so, but with that being said, a lot of people can, in fact, make a living off rentals. Um, oh, yeah, they can. They can. Mainly, be, yeah, mainly because of the fact that here in San Antonio, it's a military town. So, so you got to turn around quite often. Absolutely. All right. So here's what I'm going to, here's what I'm going to do. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to treat this more, a little bit more like a coaching call. You ready? Yeah. All right. So let's start off with problem number one, cash flow. right? You're trying to solve a cash flow problem right off the bat. Have you ever heard of a BPO? Mm-hmm. Okay. A BPO is a broker price opinion. It's mm-hmm. basically a glorified CMA. Right. So what you do is um, if you want or if any of our guests want, let me know. I'll put you in contact with uh, companies that put out these BPOs so they can come from a number of different places. But these companies are basically requesting a uh, an agent to come out to take pictures of the property to give us uh, three comps uh, properties that have been sold, three uh, pendings. Um, and then do a little quick analysis of the of the property, usually an exterior view. You don't have to go inside the property or anything like that. And the reason they get requested for the most part is it could be anything from a refi to a default to pretty much anything going on in the market, right? Yeah. And these companies will pay you anywhere from like between 20 to 100 bucks a pop, depending on the area of the country that you're in. Now, the great thing about this is A, you have a uh, pretty much like a lead, you know that 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 something's going on in the area it gives you a place to door knock around, and B, you're doing work that keeps you gives you information in the market, and then C, you get some revenue from it. And the nice thing about these is these these things don't get split with your broker. These are just fees that you're being charged, so you're making the fifty dollars a pop. So if you're trying to make a hundred, two hundred dollars a day, now you know that you're looking to do four BPOs a day, and you're getting you're getting market knowledge while at the same time getting revenue. Okay, so that'll help you with the cash flow issue. Okay, Second. Awesome. Second thing I think, I think you need to do, because uh, you're pretty young, and how long have you been in San Antonio? For, for quite some time? or Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. I don't know what your circle of influence is like, but if it was me getting started, I would be focusing my attention with people who have their hand in the air, people who are looking for, uh, for help from a real estate agent, right? Because right now, you're, kinda, you're basically casting a net in a pond and don't know who you're working with. So imagine yourself... Sure. You know, you, you're, you're on stage, right? Because it's social media, right? You're on stage and you look out and there's a crowd of people, okay? And you can literally stand on the stage and start talking about real estate. And you can start asking who needs help, but you're going to look around. There's nobody going to be really interested. Maybe they are here or there. Or you can get on stage and say, hey, who here right now needs to buy or sell a property? And you're going to see some hands raised in the air. And you're going to say, cool, you guys stay, everybody else leave, gotcha. right? 
So that's essentially what you would love to do. And there are people who already have their hand in the air. They're called for sale by owners. They're called expireds. And you can get more leads like that at an open house. So if I were you, that's where I would be spending most of my day. Most of your day consisted of, of things that are busy work, but not necessarily dollar productive activities, right? Gotcha. So if, if, I was, if I was coaching you, the first thing I would tell you is you need to schedule open houses on a regular, or I'm sorry, you need to do BPOs on a regular basis mm-hmm. and you need to either schedule open houses or you're going to focus your attention on for sale by owners and expires, people who have their hand in the air. A for sale by owner wants to sell their house. They just don't know that they need your help yet, right? Yeah. We call those unrepresented buyers. I'm sorry, unrepresented sellers, right? That's, that's the only issue. They're going to sell their house. And usually they end up using an agent because it sucks to try to sell your house on your own. You realize real quick, just like new agents realize real quick, that it doesn't, it's not just putting a sign in my yard. Right now you're right, it's hot. But they're still going to need that additional help, right? And you can even do things, I don't know how Berkshire Hathaway works, I'm pretty sure they do, but you can have a a fee structure where maybe you're helping them with just the paperwork, no marketing at all, no MLS, no nothing like that, and you can charge a fee just like you would do with a rental listing. That makes sense? Yeah. So that's option, that's uh, number one. Expireds are the other way. They already tried to sell their home. They want to sell their home. It's just, they they probably, let's, let's be honest, okay? If I'm a seller, and I think because I love my house that it's the best house on the street, even though every house on the street is a three bedroom, two bath, 1500 square feet, just like mine, mine is more special because it was mine because I put this particular color, I put this tile down or whatever it is. So I have this sentimental value and I decide to work with an agent and I tell the agent, I think it's worth, you know, $500,000. And the agent's like, well, I don't know. And you're like, absolutely confident that you're going to sell at 500,000. Well, what happens? The property expires because it's listed over value, right? So you're not getting any views. You're not getting any offers. And rather than adjust the price, because now you're telling the seller that they were wrong, right? The seller would rather let it expire than to admit that they're wrong. So they're going to probably list with the next agent that comes in. Oftentimes they will. They're frustrated with the whole process, but they have to sell. Like you said, you're in a military town. They might be moving because they got new orders. They don't want to have two mortgages. There's a particular reason why the expires are expiring and you can come in and talk to them. Now, if you're doing BPOs, you get to do that with, you get to uh, prospect in the area, door knock on the area that already have expires and you could just be inquiring. If you're doing an open house, you're also generating a uh, potential buyer leads because they're either people who are looking to buy, they're people who are uh, just looking around, right? The looky-loo neighbors, or they're the neighbors who are thinking about selling that are interested in the price of the particular property. But these are people that are in the buying window, right? That can be in the buying window, leads that you want to generate. So if I, you know, if I was coaching you, those are the things that I would be focusing on. First, A, let's fix fix your cash flow problem because you're not going to be around very long if you don't fix that. So sure. BPOs will help you solve that. Okay. And then next is focusing your attention on people who already have their hand in the air. Now, other people will tell you other things, right? Oh, Fizbo's eat their young, expires are mean, all they do is hang up on you. It's prospecting, dude. It's going to take more than one call. It's going to probably take six or seven calls for these guys to even sit down and talk to you, right? But it's a consistency factor. And if you're willing to put in that work, these people definitely have their hand in the air ready to sell. What do you think of that stuff? No, that's awesome. That's a lot of really great information that I really haven't even thought of. Um, you know, especially with the uh, the expired listings. You know, like you said, 
you know, that just clicked in my head. Well, obviously it's because like you said, they didn't, they couldn't sell it because A, B and C, but you know, they're going to go with someone else who's, who's willing to work with them, you know, second go around, you know? So yeah, definitely a lot of really great useful information that I can use. Yeah. yeah man. I mean, it's, it's, it's honestly, we as humans tend to complicate things more than they should be complicated. Mm-hmm. Right. We're looking for a sale, but we're casting a net into everybody. And we, who knows if they're even interested or not. Don't get me wrong. That's still a good thing to do. You should always talk to your circle of influence. I use social media to do that consistently. We met on social media, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, was it just a regular DM or how did, how, what happened? I mean, you ended up reaching out to me through uh, one of the photos that I posted, you mm-hmm. know, and it kind of went from there. And it kind of went from there. Then we, we hit, ended up in the DMs, right? Did I send you a video DM? Uh, I believe so. I'm not sure. I don't remember if you did or not. All right. So two things to learn from this, okay? A, mm-hmm. engagement. I call social media a digital handshake. The way I say it today is if you try to pick up the phone and call me, you're assuming that at this very moment, I have the time to talk to you. And I care what you have to say, right? It's just much, the phone is so accessible. Calling on the phone is not as easy. Does it work? Hell yeah, it works. You should be making calls. It's just you're going to work through more calls than you used to. Versus if you're able to actually comment with people what they're doing, you engage with them, you care about what it is that they're doing, all of a sudden you make actual connections with people, right? So when you're spending your time on social media, if I were you, I'd be going through the stories, but as I'm watching every story, I wouldn't let a name change without making a comment. You have to engage with those people because if you don't engage, all you're doing is like cars driving by on the freeway. You're just looking, just looking. They don't notice you. You think because you're looking at them that the world revolves around you, but that's not the case, right? You have to actually call the attention. You know, when I was a kid, I used to drive in the back of the car and the funnest thing I used to do, because you know, there's nothing else really to do in the car back then, right? There was no TVs or cell phones. We would wait for semis to go and we would do the little pull the horn, (laughs) right? And the semis would like beep, beep, right? And we're like, yeah, that's what you're doing in social media. You're grabbing the attention of these semis. You're going out there and you're making comments to them so that they acknowledge you. They see you. They honk the horn back with another comment and now you have engagement. That is real prospecting, right? Yeah. Because that, that's how you use it. If you use social media just like everybody else does to just post and look and watch, it's not engagement. It's not prospecting. You're never going to go anywhere with it. And you're going to waste the end of your day. And what you're going to notice is as you make more comments, they will reciprocate. As you have posts of information that's valuable, like when you were talking about how you, you're looking for content to put that has value, now they're going to care. Because before then, they don't give a shit, honestly, right? Mm-hmm. Because who cares? You're just another post. But now that you're commenting on their stuff, they're going to want to know what you're doing. It has to be them first. It always has to be clients focused first. Anything you do, right? It's always value to them first. Expireds, look, I know you're stressed out, right? I know this has been a, a horrible situation. What didn't work for you? Now they're telling you all the objection handlers, right? Let them vent to you. Get them to talk about all the bad stuff that happened to them. Now you know exactly what not to do, right? Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you're building rapport with that person, right? Follow up with them. Is there anything I can do? I I know you're not talking to agents right now, but just let me know if there's anything I can do for you. Like, you know, if you need somebody to come out and cut your lawn or you need some, you know, you need me to create a flyer for you, I could just leave that for you. Bring them some value, build that trust with them. Make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. It's definitely some useful information that I'll definitely utilize. That's, uh, 
you know, like I said, a lot of stuff that you just threw at me, I would have never thought of done to even do. Dude, that's what it's all about. It's about, you know, it's about reaching out. And, and that's, you know, it, oftentimes we get people on the podcast and they're, they're really successful at what they do. They've been, you know, they're closing 50, 60, 80, 100 deals a year uh, when it comes to real estate. And the, the best part of what I do with them is, is I get to hear their story when they first started. And what you're going through right now, there's a lot of them that went six, nine months, a year before they closed their first deal. So they've had to fall flat on their face. They've had to try things out. And some of the mistakes that younger agents make is they try everything and they think that just by trying everything to meet a metric is the way to go, right? Well, they told me I have to talk to five people. So cool. So you pick up the phone and mojo dial until you get five people on the phone who eventually hang up and think you've met your quota. That's not really what it means, right? You have to have a, an actual conversation about real estate with another human being and put yourself in a position to hear no. <laughs> That's what it's about, right? But you're also establishing those connections. One thing that I started implementing uh, in the last couple of weeks is utilizing and building my sphere using social media. So after I meet somebody, rather than getting their phone number and their email, because people are really hesitant to do that, I'll be like, hey man, I had a great conversation. You mind if I you want to take a picture with me and then I can add you on my social media? Like that is a big thing because people like other additional exposure. Right now we're in the age of that exposure. So when you're meeting at, when you have clients at an open house or whatever, and you guys have a good conversation, you'd be like, can I take a picture and add you to my social media? Cool. Boom. It's just a quick picture. Now you have them in your circle of influence. Now when you're putting out value, it makes sense. Now you know that they're going to see it. If you have a business page, it's even better because now you can target ads specifically to them and keep them in the loop, right? Now you're sending out stuff that says, hey, are, are you interested in buying in the next two months? And they're going to think, how did they know? It's because you talked to them, right? Yeah. That's the beauty of what this stuff has to offer, what social media has to offer. If you use the tools like prospecting, like the way we're supposed to. Awesome. Cool beans? Definitely, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for all that information. That's That's awesome. Yeah, man. We're going to definitely be talking offline because uh, there's a bunch of, I mean, I, I, there's a ton of training that you can go to and sit in, but there's different types of trainings, right? There's the ones that you sit in because they said you should probably listen to this. And there's the yeah. other ones that are like, learn this, now do. Uh, you need to be out there doing. Don't wait to, don't wait to learn, you know, earn while you learn. Just go out there and go make the mistakes. What's the worst that can happen? They say no and you don't they get that no, deal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you it's, that's the worst that's going to happen. You're in a position where you need to get stuff done. So make yeah. sure you send, I'm going uh, to put this out for everybody else too. Hernan at csfirst.com. Uh, hit me up, send me an email so I can get you a list of VPO companies, companies that you can sign up with. It's a little bit of an application process, right? You need to have proof of your uh, E&O insurance with your brokerage. You need to have a picture of your license. You need to have a driver's license. You need to come up with a, with a quick little uh, resume, but one resume won't hurt you, right? It's pretty easy to come up with, follow a prompt and they have on Word or something like that. It's pretty simple, right? So you have those things and then you just follow the application process. It's like applying for a job. And then once you get those, once you get that squared away, you pick your area. So you can pick the zip codes that you want to work in. And then you just check your email box. It's going to take a couple days for the whole process to, to clear. But now you're accepting work that comes in. And one of the first things you're going to do every day is I'm going to do a BPO. And you're going to wonder, how do I do it? How do I do it? You're going to want to hit me up. And that's fine. I'll walk you through it. It's super easy. If you do a CMA, you've done it before. Yeah. But dude, I mean, four in a day, four in a day. The first one, I, and I, I got to be completely upfront. The very first BPO you do is going to take you like a couple hours because you're learning, right? Mm -hmm. 
but you get it to a point where it's systematized and you could probably do one every like 45 minutes. So you spend, let's say an hour. So you spend four hours making your 200 bucks for the day. Then what? Then it's cake. Yeah. Right. Then exactly. anything else you make and throughout the day, you're good. You close a deal. You're good. You close two deals. You're even better. Yeah. Right. But you have something there, some cushion there. Exactly. Exactly. That's definitely like, God, I wouldn't, I mean, my broker never told me anything like this. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. No, man. I mean, it, it, here's the other thing is, is you don't know what you don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't know what to ask. If you went, you're, you're probably thought, you know, if I asked the question to my broker, like, how do I make money? He's only going to give me one answer. Yeah. Right. He's going to give you the answer of, well, yeah, go figure it out. How'd you get into leasing? Uh, it was one of my teachers actually, she, he was teaching, um, uh, how to write up contracts and such. And he told me, um, a big part of his business when he first started out came from doing leases, you know, and because eventually you can turn that person who's a leaser into a buyer, mm-hmm. you know, so you kind of get a double whammy. So, um, you know, he, you know, he basically showed me where I can get all the, uh, all the rental forms, you know, for, for someone who wants to do a residential lease and, um, you know, I ended up hitting people up on, on, uh, on Facebook that are part of real estate groups that are looking for leases. And, you know, I pretty much went from there. Um, you know, like I said, it, it's not nearly as much from, for houses, but you know, it's something, it's something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's something. And that's the thing, right? we got bills to pay. we got things to do. we got to survive from now until the next month. So it's, it's a matter of cash flow, dude. And I, I completely understand what that's like, Mm -hmm. uh, getting started. You know, that cash flow can be a, dude, it's a scary feeling when your account runs low. (laughs) So, you know, if you you have that revenue coming in, I mean, it's going to take a little bit, but that's, that's like instant money. Some of these companies pay out weekly, some pay out every two weeks, some pay out every month, but that's cool to have that money coming in. You know, you're doing four a day. You're keeping track on a spreadsheet. You know how much money is supposed to come in. These checks mm-hmm. start to come in. It's nice to have checks in the mail, right? Exactly. So that's, that's kind of a, that, that's the business model. First, let's talk about our bottom line. Let's get our bottom line fixed. And then let's keep going with our, with our other stuff. And it's in line, dude. You're going to become such a market expert by doing VPOs. You're just going to know right off the bat. You're going to drive by and be like, oh, I know this neighborhood. They're probably, it's probably like 1,500 square feet, three bedrooms, two baths. It's probably ranging about, you know, 450 to 485. And you're going to know off the top of your head because you're doing the CMAs over and over and over. You're truly going to be an expert. And when you come across a property that has something funky, you bust out your phone, you do an Instagram story, you give some value in this neighborhood, right? And that's, that's what it's about. Hey, I'm in this neighborhood. Look at this great cul-de-sac here. This area of, you know, blah, blah, go, houses are going for this amount of money. Let me know if you're interested, um, whatever, you know what I mean? But it's now value coming up to the table every time you're up and real knowledge, you know, it's less research because you're doing the research on a, ba- a daily basis and it's real knowledge from a real expert. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely, man. Um, All right. Before we, uh, before we move on, I just want to ask you, Chris, what are some of your biggest takeaways from this entire conversation? Cause Hernan has really, really dug in here. Yeah. I mean, he gave me, I mean, you gave me just a huge, huge amount of useful information that can, like you said, not only contribute to cash flow, but it can also have me obtain more knowledge of the market and provides more value to potential clients. So those, those are the big three takeaways from this whole thing. Um, that information, I just, 
uh, totally blew me away. And, uh, you know, not only that, but it definitely adds fuel to my fire now. Not, you know, I was already pumped up for this business, but, you know, having that, those tips and tricks, I mean, dude, I, I feel a lot more confident now that, than, than I did before this interview. So it's, it's been awesome. Dude, I'm, I am so excited to hear. I mean, I'm, I'm going to send you all that information, right? You're going to get yeah. yourself started. And I expect you to be sharing what your progress is. I want you documenting what you're doing. Like, hey, I'm signing up for these BPOs. This is where I'm signing up for, right? And you're, you're walking through the application process. Hey, I'm, I just got my first BPO done. Check it out. This is what I'm doing. Like, I want to see the process. And okay. people will also see that you're progressing. The fact yeah. that you're doing work in real estate, not just saying, hey, look, I got a home. Well, let's walk through. Let's look at the toilets. Look at the, you know, yeah, we get yeah. tired of that. It's the what you're doing stuff. If, as they see that, it's, it's just more credibility to your name, dude. So I expect to see that. You know, I'm going to keep mm -hmm. an eye on your Instagram. Make sure you're sharing that information. For sure. For sure. Dude, I, I would love to see you know, where you're at, and then we'll check in from time to time. We'll do an Instagram live and kind of see where you're at. Dude, that'd be awesome. Heck yeah. Cool? Awesome. All right, my man, ladies and gentlemen, quick reminder before we, we head out here, 365 pairs of shoes by the end of the year, 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. Remember, he'll hop on his orange Harley and ride out there, make some noise. Unless you're in San Antonio, then uh, I don't know, maybe Chris will find somewhere to donate them, hit him up. Uh, <laughs> uh, secondly, if you have any insurance needs, whether you need help with your commercial insurance, your personal insurance, your life insurance, or you want to add insurance into your current line of business, hit James up 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. And uh, if you guys want to be a guest on the podcast, uh, we're booked out eight weeks in advance. So hit me up. I might find a little special spot for you. Um, we might just do some dinner or some dinner, some lunch content. I don't know. We'll see. But if you're interested, hit me up, Hernan at csfirst.com or uh, find us on our social media pages at Business Bros Pod. But that's all we got for you guys today. Thanks again, Chris, for being on the show. Hope you got a lot out of it. Oh, sure did, man. Thanks again for having me. I appreciate it. All right, my brother. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. And I'm out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.